Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. It's time for how to we investigate some of those tasks we might not have to perform very often, yet they're very important. Today it's how to unblock a toilet. Barry Benson is MD of Dinerad Dublin. Barry, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Tom. When a toilet gets blocked, is it poo or what's the most common reasons? A lot of the time it's actually wet wipes. Huh. A lot of people are flushing wet wipes down the toilets. They don't yeah. break up. They bloat in the in the toilet and as a result you get blockages. Right, okay. And so the and I suppose you can can you use a plunger? What's Yeah, you can use a plunger. I've heard of Different stories of people using mop heads and mop brushes and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, there is, a, yeah, they, like you can stick a mop with a plastic background. Yeah, it, doesn't, I, that, it doesn't sound I wouldn't great. recommend it. No, a lot yeah. of people break the, end up breaking the toilet. But yeah, you can use plung, plunger with sewer rod with a plunger head on the end of it. That generally, um, if it's just the toilet, a lot of the time it can actually be the, the outside shore that's blocked. Right. So a lot of people will spend a lot of time trying to plunge the toilet without knowing that it's actually the outside shore that's blocked. Okay, what's an outside shore? So you have a you have your outside manhole cover or your yeah. squared shore that you'd see in people's driveways or in the back gardens. So right. a lot of the time the telltale sign is the toilet starts to gurgle and fill up, but it's actually the outside shore that's blocked and people end up spending ah. hours and hours at the toilet bowl plunging it mm. and wondering why they can't clear it. Okay, so assuming that's not the case because that yep. sounds really horrible <laughs> uh, describe for us the kind of the, the kind of plunge you, is this something you could like go down to Woody's and buy yeah absolutely yeah. you can get it in Woody's you can get it any of your DIY shops it's a sewer rod so it's about a metre long and there's a circular four inch um, rubber disc that goes on the end of it yeah. if the make sure firstly it's very tight because a lot of people have lost the plunger head down and around the <laughs> toilet bowl. Uh, make sure it's very tight and then it's a case of Plunging the toilet, uh, being careful when you're plunging it because sometimes what's in the bowl can come back out, yeah. <laughs> which isn't pleasant. Um, and again, a bit of water behind, make sure there's a bit of water behind the blockage. And um, it depends, you know, we would have customers, you know, four or five times they'll be successful. They get it unblocked and they'll be able to plunge the toilet and it's clear. A lot of the time, if it's an upstairs toilet, they'll be able to plunge it and it's working fine, it'll get mm. away. Yeah. Downstairs toilets tend to be the external drain is blocked. Right, and and so when we're kind of when you're plunging there, is the aim to push it further down, or is the aim to take it up out no, of the bowl? No, push it. Oh, you don't want to take it back out yeah. of the bowl. Okay. Absolutely not. Right. Um, you want to push it down. You want to get it around the around the U bend that's at the back of the bowl, and you want to push it out into into the main foul system. Yeah, and it's very important when you do that that you run the taps, flush the toilet, so get a lot of water behind it as well, so that you haven't just dislodged the blockage, but it'll actually go further downstream and cause a blockage outside. Yeah. So you get a lot of water behind it after you plunge the toilet. Right, because I imagine if it's an upstairs toilet and you've just moved the blockage down, then it yeah. might be more difficult to access it. Absolutely. You can access, as you said, it is a big issue now, um, especially with modern homes. They don't always have the great, great access in the pipe book. So a lot of the time if the toilet's unblocked from upstairs, people will just walk away and think that's it, job done. Mm. But they've actually just pushed the blockage down to the bottom of the pipe and it's still sitting there. Okay. And then as a result, the whole foul system blocks up. How do you get at it then if you push it well, further Well, that's down? where Dynarod came in. <laughs> Pardon the plug. You've just but got a longer Dynarod, one. That's where Dynarod came in. And uh, obviously we use high pressure hose. I mean, the hose we would use is very powerful. The water be travelling at about 500 miles an hour mm. out of the nozzles that we use. So we'd, we'd blast it. We'd liquidise the blockage. Sounds disgusting, but that's what we would do. Yeah, well, that's, and we'd yeah. push it out then into, into the main sewer. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I, your typical sewer rod that a person could buy for their home, how long would that be? Like yeah, a metre or so? What do you do? A pack of about 10, I think, and they're ah, a metre long. Um, right. And then the, the key thing is to make sure you put the right attachment at the end. 
there's different attachments to go on it. The circular plunger, you'll see it. It's a flat head. It's four inches in diameter and it's 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 rubber. Yeah. But there's also like a, a retriever. It's like a little worm. A lot of people put that on and start mm. smashing the bottom of the toilet bowl. <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> then you break the toilet bowl and then you're really in trouble. Yeah. Um. So the the the, the proper tools at the end of the rod is important. Yeah. Um. I was. Somebody says I was told not to do number twos in the downstairs loo. Would he agree? Uh, no. No, I mean, that's what the toilet is there for. Um, mm. No disrespect, but toilets don't block because the number two is, you know, the drainage system blocks because stuff that shouldn't go down goes, goes down. Because yeah, it's grease. built for number two, really. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, somebody else says, I have two toilets upstairs, one in the ensuite and one in the main bathroom. The cistern in the ensuite fills really quickly, about 30 seconds, but the main bathroom could take four minutes. Why is this? That would be an issue with the, the feed directly into the cistern on the on the slow uh, toilet, the main bathroom. So that's where we'd recommend a plumber come in and adjust the flush. Yeah. That could be a very, very simple job of just adjusting the flush in that particular system. Yeah. They've, you know, the insides of toilets. It used to be you just lifted up the thing. There was a big orange ball cock. Yeah. It, was, it was a simpler kind of yeah. mechanism than the ones they have today. It's all changed now. Yeah. Uh, I even scratch my head sometimes looking in. <laughs> it's, uh, they, are, they can be very complex. Um, yeah. And a lot of that is because now you have push buttons uh, and stuff like that, you know, where you yeah. didn't have that. It was just a flush. So they, they can be complex. Um, and if you're not really up to the task, I would... I would strongly oh, no, advise yeah. against touching them because of the water feed and stuff in so it you could end up causing more damage yeah but even half the time getting them off oh, yeah. it's fecky to get them oh, off it is. anyway yeah, so. absolutely unless uh, you can isolate the water feed into it mm. it's, it's really difficult now block sinks yeah I assume various causes depending where the sink is yeah absolutely and mo- most, of, most of the time that's as a result of people not scraping down the plates properly or, hmm. or completely yeah um, and really it's generally down to grease a lot of people just take the frying pan straight off the frying pan, wash it down. Grease goes down into the pipe. Cold water meets the grease. We've all heard of fat big and yeah, big, big yeah. drains. Well, if you can imagine that in a small drain in a domestic property, um, that's that's what happens. And then all the waste and the wipes and stuff that come down behind it. Uh, but it all generates from grease. Yeah, like we attended twenty, t- roughly twenty thousand calls last year, and about seventy percent of them were as a result of grease and wet wipes in the drain. So what should you do with the grease? Kind of wipe it off and put it in the bin? Wipe or it off, put it in, or put it into a container and yeah. recycle it. Okay, yeah. You know, um, I'm sure the local authorities would much rather it be recycled mm. than end up in the in the wastewater treatment plants. But yeah, don't let it go down the drains. It's yeah. not, grease should not go down the drains. And in, uh, um, so does that mean like a dish dishwashers can be a, um, if people are, if they're not pro- properly rinsed off and they're bunged into the dishwasher, you can have a similar uh, yeah, effect there from crumbs in fairness, and stuff. You're probably likely that the dishwasher will become blocked as opposed to the drain. And usually yeah. people will, you know, put the hand into the dishwasher, clean out the, the, the filter and stuff like that. Um, but where the biggest problem arises is where people just, you know, don't scrape off the plates, put the frying pan straight into the sink and, you know, you have a problem then. Yeah. Upstairs when you get a, a block sink with that mostly be hairs and the like. Hair, yeah, shower trays um, and, and upstairs uh, sinks and stuff like that it would generally be hair. And that's just a case of, again, if you're up to it, that's a case of taking the, the trap off underneath the sink. And a lot of the time, if you take the trap off under the sink, the hair will actually be in, in the trap and itself. That's the, in that's the, the curvy part. The curvy part, the yeah. U-bend, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you yeah. take that off. Now, it's important if you take it off that you put a bucket underneath because the amount of people that are taking it off <laughs> <laughs> and let a sink... Oh, there's water it, here. Who are you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so put a, put a basin underneath it, take off the trap, let everything drain into the trap. 
and you'll clear it out nine times out of ten. It's just hair that's, you know, right. Um, okay. around the trap. And will an old-fashioned plunger do the job or are they much use? Yeah, no, they are. One trick for the old-fashioned plunger for sinks, a lot of people don't do this and they end up getting destroyed. If you plunge a sink, the overflow, you know the overflow hole yeah. at the top of the sink, cover it. The amount of people that ah. don't cover it and get splashback from plunging the sink <laughs> get destroyed and, you know, so it's important. If you're going to plunge a sink, cover the overflow before you do or with one hand or get someone else to do it and then plunge it. Right. But it is also important to know that more so for showers where you've, you've no access to the shower yeah, tray or yeah. the trap, sometimes if you, if you excessively plunge the trap, it can come off. And the only telltale sign then is water on the on the, on the ceiling underneath. So it's important that you don't go don't go mad at it. If you've yeah. been plunging it for a couple of minutes and it doesn't go, but I, but I imagine like for because you can take out the trap for if it's a sink. But when it's a, when it's a shower, there's not that much you can no, do really. We've Perfect. had to take out some shower trays and fitted bathrooms and uh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, and that's that's thousands oh, that you're looking yeah. at. It's not it's not nice. We rarely have to do it, but when we do have to do it, it's not nice to have to do. In your line of work over the years, though, Barry, have you like developed an extraordinarily strong stomach? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and nose and smell. <laughs> uh, no, all of your staff, listen, they're doing it so long, they're used to it now. Mm. Um, but you have, you know, you, you get used to it uh, yeah. down through the years. In fairness, all the guys are, are, are used to it now. And there's even instances we walk into customers' houses and they'll tell us they have a smell. And we're kind of going, well, I can't smell it. <laughs> but, you know, call that a smell. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but you have actually put on like a spacesuit and got into a septic tank. You've yeah, done that. Yeah, about six or seven years ago, there was an engagement ring that was flushed down into a, a septic tank. Um, and we were asked to go in and actually we put our name forward to go in and get in. And so I kind of, given that I put our name forward, I felt it was only fair yeah. I got into <laughs> the tank. <laughs> and um, we got into, I got into the septic tank and uh, tried to find the engagement. I couldn't find it. And that really was an eel in a haystack. But mm. the tank was, it was half full, so it was kind of up up around, just over the belly button area. And yeah, uh, yeah it was raw sewage. And, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you got out of there, when you got out of a septic tank, what happens? Somebody hoses you Absolutely. down or something? Hose yeah. down, uh, Lance, hose down, cleaned, change of clothes. We, we've all, listen, from a health and safety sort of things, it's, it's, you know, we've protective clothing that we would wear getting into tanks like that. So, yeah. you know, you'd be tripping down and getting into fresh clothes and stuff like that. And you've also found a live grenade. We found a live grenade in Cork two weeks ago in Douglas um, one of our guys well we were doing a walkthrough of a, of a main sewer culvert and one of our guys came across what he thought at the time was a grenade and we hoped when we called in uh, the army and everybody else and, and the bomb squad that it was because there would have been a big frog if we'd have called him in and it wasn't and it actually turned out to be a live grenade My it dated God. back to 1915 wow so they had to um, they had to do a controlled explosion and all that of, of the grenade so yeah all the risk assessments in the world wouldn't prepare you for that. <laughs> the shit literally would have hit the fan uh, in that instance. Uh, once opened a sewer lid and found a huge cabbage leaf causing a block. <laughs> so that may well be from a plumber. Um, yeah. yeah, haven't heard of that uh, uh, before. Put cling film over a block toilet flush blockage gone. Have you ever heard of that one? No. Haven't hmm. heard of that one, no. Yeah. No. Uh, how often do rainwater gullies need to be cleaned if there aren't lots of trees around? Mostly just rainwater that runs into them. Yeah, this is this is is another one. I mean, particularly leading into the winter, I would always be recommending that, you know, the gullies, particularly the, 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 the tops of the gullies uh, are cleaned off, swept away, water flushed down them to make sure that you're prepared for the winter. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would be saying twice a year at a minimum that you're checking the, the, the gullies uh, around the house. Right. 
Barry, thanks a million for coming into us today. That was uh, very informative indeed. That was Barry Benson there, Managing Director of Dinerod Dublin. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.